Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here for my final look breakdown of the NFL Week 12 main slate on DraftKings. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Um, I want to thank you guys again for all support. It is greatly appreciated on the videos, the live streams, as well as on Twitter. The easiest way to support me since all the content is free is to leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos when they go live. Also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, week 12, this is the week of the if-then statements. Like, we're Friday afternoon, and there's still a ton, a ton up in the air. So, I'm going to be talking about a lot of if-thens here. Um, very, very important to check the live stream Sunday morning to go over all this. I think we might have some more guys out, so... Um, yeah, it's, like I said, it's really, really important to obviously watch this as well as check out the live stream Sunday morning, one hour before lock on my YouTube channel. But let's get into the final look. So as always, we'll start quarterback, and uh, my, my thoughts haven't really changed. You know, there's a, a couple cheap quarterbacks that are viable on the slate, but for me, uh, I, I just love the upset of the guys at the top. So top five or six guys where I'm looking to for quarterback, I think there's going to be enough value that opens up. There's already a good amount of value on this slate, so... For me, I'll just take the the high floor with, with these top quarterbacks and, you know, the potential for, for their high ceiling as well. So, you know, one of those guys is obviously Kyler Murray. You guys know I love playing Kyler Murray. I've played him almost every single slate. The match against New England is not amazing. It's not terrible. My one downside, I guess, with New England is just they are a slow team. They're going to run the ball a lot. But if they fall behind here against Arizona, then this game could turn into a shootout. So, um, yeah, Kyler only had 15 yards to the ground last game. Uh, that's more of an outlier, and he kind of injured his shoulder. I think he was a little bit hesitant to run. Um, looks like he'll be good to go. Obviously, this is something to keep an eye on. But um, Kyler, I think, after being really popular on that showdown slate, obviously, maybe uh, he goes a little bit overlooked on the slate. But, like I said, he's been having an amazing season. He has such a high floor with his rushing ability. Um, and I just think he goes a little bit overlooked on the slate. So kind of like, I do like Kyler Murray. Obviously, really like uh, Patrick Mahomes as well. This is one of those games that has uh, all the makings for a shootout here with Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Uh, Kansas City has really been air airing it out as well if they're not really running the ball a ton. Uh, 42, 45, and 45 pass attempts here from Mahomes. And it it's good that Kansas City's defense has been struggling too, uh, making the you know shootouts uh, possible here. So this is one that is definitely uh, possible for if you want to game stack it. You know, you have Mahomes, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey on the opposite side, you have obviously Brady and, and their three wide receivers. So um, yeah, love the upset here in Mahomes. He's in play every single week. I really like Josh Allen at, at 7-6. This is, uh, I believe, the, the highest or the second highest over under right now with the slate um, with, with the Chargers and, and the Bills. Uh, and kind of the same thing with Mahomes, right? They're just not running the ball, the Bills. Like, Singletary Moss are, are just, yeah, they'll, they'll get a few carries here and there. But it's going to be, they're going to rely heavily on Josh Allen's arm. Threw the ball 49 times last game. Um, I, I like him a lot here, and he's a guy that can do it uh, a bit on the ground as well. So um, I, I like, again, Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Kyler Murray, and Justin Herbert at 7-2. This is, um, you know, another situation where Justin Herbert has been really, really consistent. Like, he's putting up 20 fans points basically every single week. And with this being, uh, again, one of the highest over-unders of the slate, with Herbert relying, you know, with the Chargers, you know, been airing it out more. He threw the ball 49 times last game against the Jets. Um, I think he's a perfectly fine option. I guess the one downside with Herbert compared to the guys at the top, he doesn't have as much rushing upside. So maybe that makes him slightly riskier. 
Um, like I think I would probably slightly do like prefer Murray, Mahomes, and Josh Allen to Herbert. Not saying Herbert's out of play though. Lamar Jackson's out, but again, this game is being moved tentatively to Tuesday right now. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, so that's not going to be on the main slate. Tom Brady's at six, uh, six, six. Well, we know we've seen what happens after Brady has a bad game last, right? You, you saw it against New Orleans, where we really struggled. The game after, thirty-four fancy points. Well, the last against the Rams, he struggled. So. More, most likely, Brady's going to come out firing here, and you have three clear guys I think are underpriced. Honestly, all three Tempe receivers, in my opinion, are underpriced with Evans, with Godwin, and with Antonio Brown. So I think Brady is definitely in play here in the mid-range. Um, again, another game that is projected to be a shootout here. Other options of quarterback. So I mentioned a couple more here. Cam Newton's at 6-4 going up against Arizona. I like that he's going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, and But, you know, this is a situation where... If New England does get off to an early lead, they will rely on the ground game more. You saw against Houston, they fell behind. You had to throw 40 times, right? The game against Baltimore, they're playing from head, only threw the ball 17 times. So there's obviously some risk here with Cam Newton, but the matchup is good here. And if Arizona gets off to an early lead, you can definitely see Newton pay off his saddle there at 6-4. Bridgewater's at 6-3. I think he goes a little bit overlooked, but I like the matchup. Um, looks like he will be good to go, and he was active than inactive the last game. So uh, Bridgewater uh, is is at a fair enough six uh, three is a fair price. I think he again goes a little bit overlooked. I don't think it'll be super popular. Taysom Hill was the chalk value last week at six two. Still no Drew Brees, so uh, obviously he will be uh, the guy again. And he looked pretty good eighteen twenty three. He ran the ball four nine times and two touchdowns. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with him. I think he's a, a decent option. Obviously, you know I like that he has uh, you know that rushing ability. Um, so if you need a value quarterback, I don't hate Taysom Hill. Um, obviously not you know the the amazing guy like he was last slate, but definitely still viable here. Cheaper options at quarterback. Um, th- there's not a ton, to be honest. Like Matt Ryan is below 6K. This is, you know, a game that has the makings for shootout as well with the Raiders and the Falcons. Um, it's just Matt Ryan's very up and down. So you, I don't think you can trust it in cash games, right? He has a pretty low floor, uh, but he still has, you know, a ceiling where he's put up th- over 30 fancy points uh, once this year, gotten like high 20s a few times. So, uh, if you need value, I think Ryan is definitely viable. Julio Jones not looking like he's going to go, so I think you know the Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley stack does look pretty good. We'll talk about some value there as well. Derek Carr on the opposite side is viable at five seven. You know the only guy I would pair him with is Darren Waller. I'm not conf- I'm not comfortable with any of the receivers here for the Raiders. All kind of hurting each other's value. Uh, you know, Raiders are kind of a run first team, but if they do fall behind, they will have to rely on Derek Carr's arm a bit more. So, yeah, you can look to Carr, you can look to Matt Ryan here for value. You know, that's probably too, like, I don't think I'll consider anything else. So Daniel Jones, I guess, at 5-5 against Cincinnati. You know, he's been running the ball a bit more here. The matchup is pretty decent. So, yeah, you can consider him. But, really, I think there's enough value on the slate, guys, where just spun up on quarterback. I just think... I don't think it's worth it to take a shot in one of these really cheap guys. Yeah, that's that's really it for quarterback. Uh, and again, for me, it's going to be like one of these top five guys probably where I go. Uh, so let's move on to running back. Running back, Dalvin Cook's at 9-5. He's the clear player for cash games, even at this price. He's, again, the bell cow back, getting involved in the passing game. Matchup is solid here uh, against Carolina. And we do have no Adam Thielen, so maybe they rely on the ground game even more. Definitely, obviously, don't think he's a must-play GBPs, but for cash games, uh, I think you, you go to him. Christian McCaffrey's status is up in the air, but not looking like he'll he'll play. If he does play, I like him. If there's going to be no limitations, if he's out once again, we can consider Mike Davis, but we're not really getting him at an amazing discount. Kamara's at eight two. 
you know, with Taysom Hill playing quarterback, it just really limits his upside. Because Hill's not going to drop back as much as Drew Brees. So, yeah, he, only, he had zero catches on one target the last game. And obviously dealing with a foot injury, too. I think he's just more of a contrarian play. Um, he's a lot, or his upside is a lot higher when Drew Brees is playing quarterback. Derrick Henry, uh, if you played him last week, he got bailed out because of overtime, and you, you need, the, he's touchdown dependent, and he had that, like, 30, 40-yard touchdown overtime to to bail people out. Um, I think he's someone that I'm not going to go to. Uh, if you want to continue to ride Derrick Henry, I get it. But he did, the positives with Derrick Henry is he did have 28 carries. Like, his snaps are going down, his workload was going down, until that last game we had 28 carries. It's just you kind of need him to score a touchdown. If he doesn't score a touchdown, most likely not going to get you there. So that's the risk with Derrick Henry. Uh, Josh Jacobs at 7-2. The matchup is good, but this price is getting up there too. Like He's kind of like the same thing as Derrick Henry. He's not going to be involved a ton in the passing game. So if he doesn't have these touchdowns, like he's had four touchdowns last three games, if he doesn't have a touchdown, his floor is pretty low. With Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the matchup is good. This is a game they're probably playing from from ahead. So I, I could see going to one of these guys in GPPs. Probably still can't do it in cash games because again, with Chubb downside, no involvement in the pass game. With Hunt, um, you know, with Chubb there, it just kind of hurts his upside. So if I was going to take a shot at one of these guys, I guess it probably would be Hunt for cheaper. Uh, but both are, are playable in GPPs. I don't think you can go there in cash. Davis at six nine against Minnesota again. The matchup's decent. It of nineteen carries at last game, but. Yeah, it's just I, I would have wished if he was a little bit cheaper. So I think he's more of a contrarian option. Clyde Slayer at 6'4", did look good last game, did have two touchdowns, but Le'Veon actually still had have like eight carries. It just Kansas City's not running the ball a ton, so not overly excited about that. Again, Pittsburgh, Baltimore is not in the main slate. Austin Eckler, this is still something to monitor. He has a chance to play. We'll see. If he does play and it's not going to be limited, he's probably my, one of my favorite plays of the day at 6'1". If he's out, we can look to Keelan Balazs who's also questionable, uh, so that's something to, again, we'll have to keep an eye on. With Jones versus Fournette, I told you guys, right, you just cannot trust this. People went to Ronald Jones in that showdown slate. I argued against it. I was like, hey, man, like, they're just going to go with the hot hand, and if Jones struggles, they will go Fournette. If they fall behind, us, they go Fournette. 10 carries, 24 yards. So if you want to take a dart throw on the GPPs, fine, but it just uh, there's no way I'm going to get to him for a single entry. Same thing with the Colts running backs. Like Taylor had the good game last game. It was Hines the game before. So hard to trust. Again, 22 carries. Can we expect that again? I don't know. It's good to see that he did get that, but it's just not a situation I want to take a, uh, for single entry at least, uh, take a dart on him at, at 5.9K. And Balazs at 5'8", also questionable. We'll see. If Eckler's out and Balazs is good to go, I like him a good amount here. He kind of was their bell cow back the last game. He had seven catches and nine targets. So, again, something to monitor. We'll talk about the Miami backs. Both Gaskin and Ahmed are out. Giovanni Bernard's status is up in there. Again, we have no mixing. Uh, I assume he'll be good to go because he practice in full. If he's out, then we could look to you know possibly a guy like uh, Samaje Perrine for value. Let's see. Other running backs. Mentioned Hunt. Mentioned Chubb. They're both viable in GPPs. I like the price point a little bit more on Hunt, even though he struggled the last game. Uh, again, it's a good match when they should be playing from head. We know Cleveland's a run first team, so I'm fine if you want to go there. Todd Gurley is looking like he might not go here. He's missed the last three practices. Um, this is actually pretty big news. If he can't go, I assume it's going to be Brian Hill that steps up. And if Hill's going to be the number one guy here at min price running back of 4K in this type of matchup, yeah, I like him a good amount. So um, Brian Hill could be one of the better value plays of the slate here if Todd Gurley is out. So, again, that's another situation. Got to keep an eye on a lot of if-then statements this week. Other running backs against Ahmed out, um, Gaskin still out. We'll talk about some value there in a sec. 
The San Francisco running backs, I don't want to uh, mess with it. Uh, it's just too hard to trust in a bad matchup there as well. James White actually does intrigue me at 4-5. No Burkhead. He's going to be their clear passing down running back. Um, he had six touches and nine targets last week. This is the game they're probably playing from behind. So, obviously, you can't go there and cash games. I think you can consider him here in GPPs. And then let's talk about um, where they at? Miami. So, no Gaskin, no Ahmed. I assume Burita is going to be the guy, but don't know that for certain. So if Burita is is going to be their workhorse back, obviously he's going to be one of the best value plays of the day. But still have Washington, they have Laird, they have a couple other guys they can use. So not fully confident in this. Again, this is another situation we'll have to keep an eye on uh, going into Sunday. And let's see, was there anything else I wanted to mention here for running back? I think that about wraps it up. So before we get into wide receiver, guys, I do want to thank Prize Picks, the sponsor of the show. Um, it, it's a, a website where you, you can bet uh, over-unders here on player props. Uh, so you can win up to 10x your money here uh, for prize pools. They have a bunch of different uh, you know, ways you can go. You can do, uh, I think it's two. If you get two right, you 3x your money. If you get all three right, you 5x your money. If you get all four right, you 10x your money. Um, you guys can use... The, the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. So you guys deposit $100, you get $200 to play with. So my code, that'll be in the description below. Again, it's DKDFS. I do want to mention a couple uh, player props that I like for this slate. So Justin Jefferson, currently they have him at 16 and a half uh, fancy points. I like the over there. No Adam Thielen. I know Minnesota's a run first team, but who else do they have a wide receiver, right? So Justin Jefferson, I like the over there at 16 and a half. A couple other guys I wanted to mention here. Jacoby Myers projections at 11. I know he had the bad, he had kind of an off game last game, but I'm, I'm still pretty comfortable with him uh, in a matchup here against Arizona. Again, he he's a guy that uh, has just, you know, besides the last game, was uh, demanding a huge, huge target share. It was like 40% of the targets. Um, so I, I like the over there on Jacoby Myers at 11. And then uh, lastly, Denzel Mims is at 9.5. I also like the over there. Uh, I know he's uh, you know hasn't had really a breakout game yet, but he's got the talent. He's running a ton of air yards, and this is a game that the Jets will probably be playing from behind. So I like the over on Mims. And I think I like the under here on Frank Gore. He's at 9.5. Uh, they're going to utilize probably three backs there. So I just, with Gord not having a ton of pass catching uh, ability, I, I think I like the under there. So again, check out Price Picks, guys. Code DKDFS, 100% match up to $100. So let's move on to wide receiver now. Wide receiver, well, we have Hopkins at the top at 8 1. I think it goes a bit overlooked. I just, I think this Kyler DeAndre Hopkins stack is, is not going to be super popular this week. And I like it for GPPs for that reason, right? Anytime you can get this stack low owned you got to take advantage of it. So, uh, yeah, Hopkins had a subpar week in a really good matchup. I just I like the upside for him, and I think the ownership is going to be pretty low. So, like him as a GPP play. Keenan Allen's at 8K. 19 targets last game. Busy getting double-digit targets every single week. I'm not going to expect 16 catches for 140 yard, 45 yards and a touchdown. But, again, this is one of those games that you could definitely see a shootout here. Um, and, and Allen is their clear guy. He has such a high floor. So even with the price hike, I think Keenan Allen is still uh, looks like a pretty solid play there. Tyreek Hill's at 7'8". 
you know, he was averaging like six targets a game for like a long stretch. And then the last couple of games, 18 and 14 targets. That is really good. Probably not going to continue. Uh, but love Tyreek Hill's upside. He's just got that big play upside. He's had, what, uh, six touchdowns in the last four games. So I don't think I can go there in cash games, but um, I do like his upside a lot for GPPs. I mean, you can do a clear stack there if you want to like stack up Mahomes with Tyreek Hill and run it back with one of those Tampa Bay wide receivers. Definitely like that for, for a GPP build. Stephon Diggs at 7-6. We do have no John Brown. Pretty big news. I mean, he was already the number one guy, but... Maybe a couple more targets go his way. We'll talk about some value there as well for the Bills. But, yeah, I do like Stephon Diggs a lot here. He's a clear guy you can pair with, uh, with Josh Allen. Michael Thomas at 7-4. His status is up in the air. He actually had a pretty good game with Taysom Hill playing quarterback. I was a little bit surprised about that. Again, Hill looked good. Um, at this price point, I think he does look like a decent option, but not someone I'm really prioritizing. I think I like the upside a little bit more some of the guys above him. Now, Ridley's at 7-1. They have him listed uh, with, you know, questionable the foot injury. I think he'll be good to go. We have Julio status not looking great. So with Julio out, I really like Ridley here uh, in this matchup. Um, a game, you know, Atlanta has been playing from behind a lot, which is good. So, um, yeah, I do really like Calvin Ridley. One of my favorite plays there at, at that price point. Again, no Thielen. So we'll talk about Justin Jefferson here in a sec. Julio status is not looking like he'll be good to go. Isn't practicing Friday, so it's not a good sign. Don't think he'll be available. Um, really solidifies Calvin Ridley as a really good play. Other options, like Cooper Cup is at 6'4". Uh, two lesser games, 20 and 13 targets, so he's got that upside. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be super high-owned, but uh, it's just a price point thing with Cooper Cup. So definitely someone I'm looking to there in the mid-range. Again, I like Justin Jefferson here at 6'3", with no Adam Thielen. He's going to be their clear number one guy. Also, Irv Smith looking doubtful, so... Like, who else do they have to throw the ball to, right? So Justin Jefferson, I do think, uh, makes for a really solid play in the mid-range. We'll talk about a couple of value plays there with Minnesota as well. Other options in the mid-range, I like all three Tampa Bay receivers a lot. Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown are all too cheap, in my opinion. Um, I think you can definitely get to one or even get to two. Now, the hard part is, you know, trying to nail down which one's going to be that's going to be, like, the most productive. But... Yeah, I'm, I think you know getting one of those Tampa Bay receivers in your lineup is a good way to go about the slight. I like all three, again, a lot. Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown in a game that's looking to be a shootout there with Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Other options at wide receivers. This next range is not amazing. I do kind of like Jacoby Myers for a bounce back. He was the ch- kind of a chalky play last week. He was a letdown. Previous three games, though, again, 10, 14, and 7 targets. They're probably going to be playing behind. Doesn't look like Edelman's going to be back either yet. So, uh, yeah, Myers, I think, does make for a pretty decent play there in mid-range. I think he does go overlooked after a bad week last week. The Jags, no Chark, um, no Chris Conley. We'll talk about value. Definitely some potential value with all three of the cheap Jags receivers. Curtis Samuels at 5-1. I mean, he's been playing really consistently. Three of the last four weeks, over 20 fans points. Again, this matchup is pretty solid. Uh, he's been getting some carries as well. Uh don't expect Christian McCaffrey to be there. They just want to get this guy the ball. So um, I, I think uh, Samuel is definitely in play there at 5.1K. Other options are wide receiver. It was Russell Gage that had the big week um, when Julio kind of went down. Last week, 7 catches and 12 targets. But I don't know if his role changes a ton. Again, he's going to be playing out of the slot. You know, I think it's going to be more of a bump for guys like But we saw, you know, I forget what week it was. Zacchaeus was the chalk and he was a huge bust. Uh, it was, you know, Christian Blake was kind of a chalky play one week, and it was Zacchaeus that went off. So 
kind of hard to nail down which receiver is going to be for the Falcons, like which value receiver. We'll talk about both. I think, you know, I feel the most comfortable with Zacchaeus uh, for value, who we'll get to in a sec. Sammy Watkins is back at 4-7, but I don't really want to take a shot at him in his first game back. And doesn't look like Edelman's going to be good to go. Bird had the big week last week, but I, I still uh, feel better about um, Jacoby Myers, even for the extra you know $1,200. T.Y. Hilton's below 4K. It's a good matchup. Does he finally have a breakout week? I don't know, but I think he's at least in consideration here. Uh, yeah, so Zacchaeus, he's at 3-8. I expect him to be, um, you know, kind of their their number three guy, I guess, you know, behind Ridley and Gage. We also have Hayden's Hurst status up in the air. Uh, but there is some other value here for Atlanta as well, um, you know, with Blake, with Powell. You know, they'll probably utilize a, a couple of these guys. It was a key that had the big week last week when, um, was it Ridley or, I forget, one of Ridley or Julio was out and, and Zacchaeus had the good week, so... He probably looks the best. Like he's had the most upside as far as he's like really, really cheap uh, Atlanta wide receivers. Let's see. Larry Fitzgerald placed on the uh, and the uh, the COVID list. So um, with with him out, let's go to Arizona really quick. It's probably gonna be Andy Isabella that steps into the number three role. Uh, he's at the flat man price, and we know Arizona they love running three wide receiver sets. So. Yeah, I think Andy Isabella is definitely somebody to look to at min price. Uh, again, there's a lot of these really cheap guys and potentially more that open up uh, with you know more guys being out with COVID and stuff. Um, let's see, other options. So let's talk about the Jags wide receivers. I want to mention this. No Chark, no Chris Conley. So it's going to be Keelan Cole, it's going to be Chanel, it's going to be Colin Johnson, the three uh, wide receivers here for the Jags. 3K, 3.3K, 3.6K. All three are in play. Cleveland, they're stout against the run. Not the best against the pass. Sure, Jacksonville's going to be playing with the back quarterback most likely. But, uh, again, they're, they're probably going to have to be throwing a ton. So, I like Cole. I like Chanel. I like Colin Johnson. Like, all three are in play here for value. Um, you know, Cole's been decent last couple weeks, seven and five targets. Chanel's been out last few weeks, but he'll be back. You know, he's been pretty consistent in the games he's played. So, I think all three of those Jags receivers are in play for value. Um, other options for... Cheap value plays. You know, with Robinson to Hardman, probably don't want to go there with uh, Sammy Watkins coming back. Denzel Mims at 3-5. I think he's once again in play. I mean, he's playing majority of the game, eight and seven targets. Uh, he's He's got the big play upside. He hasn't really had a huge game yet, uh, but I like the price point on him there at 3.5K. KJ Hamler, we have Jerry Judas, Jerry Judy status up in the air. If Judy's out, you know, they'll probably rely on Hamlet even more playing out of the slot. 10, 10, and 6 targets. Another guy we can look to for value. Yeah, there's and there's potentially even more value, guys. So that's why it's important to check out the live stream. Uh, but, yeah, a ton, a ton of if-then statements. So let's move on to tight end. You have the two, of the, two guys at the top are the clear plays, if you can get to them, right, with Kelsey and Waller. Both have enormous upside uh, Kelsey, I think the last three games has had enormous games. A 27, 28, and 29 fans points last three games. Darren Waller in a great matchup here. He's the only guy I feel comfortable with if you want to pair someone with Derek Carr. Um, yeah, I like both a lot here. Uh, Waller, super, super talented guy in a great matchup. Kelsey, just, you know, again, having an, an amazing year, 12, 12, and 10 targets. You can target a ton. We know Kansas City, like I said, they're not running the ball a lot, so really does 
you know, raise the floor and the ceiling with guys like Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Some value tight ends here. So Hunter Henry is definitely in play at 4-8, right? He's still going to play majority of the game. He's getting a consistent amount of targets, 7, 6, and 7 targets. I think he's someone we can look to. I'm fine with Evan Ingram. He had off week last week, but previous three weeks, 10, 10, and 9 targets. Gronkowski's in play at 4-4. If you can't get to one of the top receivers, I still feel more comfortable with, you know, spending up a bit more for Godwin, for Mike Evans, for Antonio Brown. But I'm okay if you want to go Gronk. Other options, so Hayden Hurst is someone to monitor. He is, was listed as a non-participant. Um, I, you know, I'm really high in him if he does play. If he misses, you know, potential value here for Atlanta. Let's go to Atlanta really quick and tight end. If Hurst misses, probably either Stocker or Graham. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll probably get clarity on who will be the number one tight end. But if Hurst misses, potential value here. We know Atlanta likes going to their tight ends. Other value or other uh, tight ends here, you know, Austin Hooper is now at 3-8. I think is, is decent in a good matchup, but like I said, Cleveland is a run-first team. Jordan Reed's at 3-6. I know the matchup is not necessarily the best, and he, he missed the practice due to illness. I expect him to go. The snaps went up for him. He played about 50% of snaps. Um, so I think he's a viable punt play here at that price. Other cheap options? Yeah, there's not a ton. Again, no Irv Smith Jr. Kyle Rudolph will be you know kind of their... Just kind of have to step up a bit here. The game, Irv Smith is out against Chicago. He had five, four catches and five targets. I think he's someone you could punt with tight end. Uh, obviously, you're not going to feel amazing about it. Again, we still do not have um, Adam Thielen as well. Uh, let's go actually go back to Minnesota. I think I forgot to mention their value wide receivers. And there's just so there's so many value uh, guys that I, I kind of forgot about. So, yeah, no Thielen. Justin Jefferson looks really good. You know, is it going to be Ola B.C. Johnson or is it going to be Chad Beebe that steps up? Well, Beebe kind of plays on the slot, so I guess it'll be Ola B.C. Johnson. Again, this is something to monitor, but Beebe's played more, but he kind of plays out of the slots. So we'll see. Uh, potential value here, though, whether it be Ola B.C. or Chad Beebe that steps into the number two role there for Minnesota. So, again, another situation to keep an eye on there uh, going into Sunday morning. Yeah, back to tight end. Let's see, was there anyone else I wanted to mention here? I think that probably wraps it up. And then for defense, um, you know, I think there's a couple of pretty decent plays here in the mid-range if you can get to them. With the Giants going up against the back of quarterback and the Browns, again, both going up against back of quarterbacks. Giants at 3-2, Browns at 3-1. I think both look pretty good. Um, if you need a cheap defense, I, I don't think it's the worst idea to play the Jets at 2.1K. Miami has really struggled offensively and missing their top two backs. So, yeah, I think you actually can give a look to the Jets at 2.1K if you want to punt defense. But that's probably where I would look for defense. And we'll talk about that more in the live stream as well Sunday morning. But that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos so you don't go live. Again, live streaming one hour before lock on my YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out, guys, Sunday morning. Uh, thanks again. Hope you guys have a good day. And I will see you all Sunday morning in the live stream.